There you go. <laughs> it's two minutes past two. You're live here with Paul Cooney. <laughs> and we've got Derek Johnson. We're going to go live, first of all, to Batardry, where Stuart McCammy is out. And over to Danadice. Stephen Derry starts. Morris Malpass is a big injury down. But we here, he declared one that he may just make it. He may just make the kickoff. Should have lied for Celtic against Harms. On teletext with Derek Johnson. Since all the scores have come through. We're live. We're live at Britain's match of the day at Celtic against Aberdeen. Stevie. Well, I've heard from sources of the ground that Stuart McKinley is out. Hello and welcome to another edition of Bertie and Paul. Um, very excited actually, I've got, I've got not just two heavy hitters, I've got three heavy hitters. And not one of them is Brian George Bridges, which is pretty good too, pretty good. Uh, Daniel Devaney, how you doing? Not so bad, not so bad, how's things? Yeah, magic. Yeah, good, yeah, good day. And uh, Stephen? Uh, good evening all, how are we? Yeah, copy Steve, doing well. And the one and only, Mikey Dahl. Good evening. Hope we're all well. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. Well, I'm fine. It was my my day. It wasn't my day to do the homeschooling today. So I had a wee down. You ever been down there, down down Kleine, down the, the bottom of Kleine Hill? It's a beach place. Oh, it's beautiful. The sun was shining. I was on the beach. Where Borno lives? Yeah, down there. So I went down onto the beach, and there's all these, all the the women out yeah, swimming in the sea, and the dot. Oh, it was just brilliant. Two hours of pure heaven. This island's the best place in the world, Stephen. I don't understand why you never moved because it's just amazing. Anyways, it's also a nudist speech down there, so is uh, that the bit you were at? <laughs> I was just standing there <laughs> swinging in the breeze. I mean, <laughs> just you and Bono, just me and Bono, and uh, Matt Damon. Matt Damon, when <laughs> <laughs> uh, we when the, the first lockdown was there, we walked up Kleine Hill every day. And it was because Matt Damon was living there. Did you not know that, guys? Would you know that story? So, so Matt, Matt Damon spent three months in Dalkey, Kleine Hill, uh, living in, oh, what's his name? Eddie Irvine's house. Eddie Irvine's house. Because he was yeah. over to do a movie and he got caught in lockdown. And uh, all the housewives were over. <laughs> all the housewives over and collide including they're all walking about in their best dress gear <laughs> I know, like, 24-7 just in case they bumped into him well, I'm not joking as well honestly it was ridiculous the amount of women you've seen running Clyde the Hill with full makeup full full gear I mean the best of gear so uh, yeah well, the thing is, I thought it was for me Danny but it wasn't so there we go so yeah uh, good day yeah good day I've, uh, I'm happy out and uh, yeah so, where do we say? I'm not going to talk that much because Betty, me and Betty, were moaning like two old men the other day there. It also, Danny, there's a bit of pressure here because the last time Stephen and Mikey Dahl were on this, on this podcast, they broke record. They broke all records in terms of uh, audience. They just they just went to number one in iTunes and I don't know if Stephen was listening to himself like 27 times while he was working. And it's just it's just the big guns. So Danny, I'm, I'm standing there and uh, one of my, my brother-in-law came up to me and he said, brother-in-law's a Man United fan. He caught just like, yeah, I stuck on the podcast with Stephen and Mikey. I was like, those guys are, those guys are genuinely funny. I'm like, you're, sta- <laughs> you're standing in my living, you're standing in my, wherever you're standing, you're standing in my front lawn. I mean, just, you know what I mean? Oh, those guys. You see, I should hang up then. No, the, the thing is, no, nothing about me. I'm like, was that all? I don't like your style, guys, you know. know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, on you go. Uh, Danny, take it away. Up all last night, crying in your, crying in your sleep. Are you, are you picking up from just last night? I was just forgetting about what happened on, was it Tuesday or? That's fine. I mean, do, talk about the game. Talk about the game. No. The game is... For one, okay. Right, go on. No, well, Mikey, you take it in. Go on. What happened no, on no. Tuesday, then? What happened on Tuesday? Sorry. Press conference gate. <laughs> I don't think you've done a podcast since uh, oh, Neil Dunning's press conference, did you? No, no we didn't. We done, after Lawwell. We done Lawwell. 
that, no, listen, just you, you what, talk about the game. Talk about the game. That was his, um, his press conference probably best forgotten. No, no, no. We'll talk about his Brit. We'll talk about his Brit. <laughs> so what we'll do is we'll do... We'll do press conference there, Mikey, so we'll do it in there. I don't, listen, I don't want to be pushing my own agenda here, Paul, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> You're the host. No, go for it, go for it. I couldn't, I couldn't watch it. I watched the press conference one, Mikey, and I read this transcript in the Daily Record, and I just went, <laughs> enough's enough. Anyway, yeah. you go, Mikey, you go no, for all, it. All I would say about that press conference is, I think the one that was doing the rounds was like an eight-minute version, but there's actually, it's going to be... I don't know. It's going to be like one of those lost like uh, demos from like U2 or something like that someone comes across in years down the line. But there's a full 22-minute version of that of that press conference, and uh, it's just it's horrific. Um, but it does put a bit of context to it, um, which I, I mean, I the, the thing about the, the okay, the only thing I'll say is probably everyone's got something to say about. You know what Neil Lennon had to say in terms of agendas and all of that, but the the whole bit about him basically breaking the news that there was a second COVID case, a second Celtic COVID case, that actually came about because Celtic's PR officer interjected when Neil Lennon was like in full flow to to actually say, "Oh no, not actually," because Neil basically Neil Lennon was like, "Oh, we've only, we've only had one." COVID case and we were really unlucky and then the PR guy kind of goes no, uh, actually we've, we've, had, we've had two cases, Neil. <laughs> nice. nice. <laughs> Neil Lennon's like, oh right, well, well we've had two, two, two cases, I mean that's fantastic or phenomenal or whatever. But anyway, just I, again, I suppose what I thought is that shows how amateur we are but and I also think, is there, just, is there something else going on here? You know, is, does everyone want Lennon to get the sack, basically? Because obviously Scott Brown flailing elbows last night. The PR guy basically throwing him, t- to be fair, Neil Lennon, he was thrown under a bus with that. Mm-hmm. So, ah, I don't know. I just, it really struck me. It was like, why are you doing that? Why, you know what I mean? Like, you know, this is a press conference. He's already lost it. And you're kind of like, you're pouring, pouring fuel on the flames. On the so, King him in when he's down, basically. Yeah. So I don't know if that was widely known, but I, you know, for my sins, listened to the whole thing. Um, and yeah, anyway, that, that's all I really wanted to say about the press conference. I just, um, he was thrown under a bus a little bit, but he still made a complete arse of himself. So. <laughs> well, what the press want, into they want somebody to kick off in a press conference. That's their dream come true. I know. And he played right into their hands, right into their hands. Do you know what I mean? Started losing their eye, doing all the hand gestures. You know, he just he just totally lost it. Yeah. Somebody starts asking him a tricky question, he just backing up, backing up. And the same happened last night. He should have walked away from one of them yesterday. Um, I think it was the BBC one. Kenny McIntyre. So that, was that before uh, or after the game? Before. I, I didn't hear the before one. I only listened to the after one. What happened to the before one? Was he getting just... Kenny, guy, your man was just actually, he was just probing him about, um, obviously, his, um, how long he was going to be there and did he think he was going to be there any any further after this match and with the board backing him and he just kind of said, look, Kenny, I'm here for the game, I'm here for the game and he, he just kept going at him and then mentioned Dubai and as soon as he mentioned Dubai, that was how he's like, ah, gone. <laughs> just walked away. He, he got about three questions in and then Lennon just is Lennon just like, oh, look, Kenny. And he's like, well, I need to ask the questions, that's what I'm here for, you know? And then Lennon just said, it was in mid-question and Lennon just walked away from him. You know what I mean? So that just sums it up. Yeah. No, that's bad. But so then the ones, the ones after the match were, um, weren't they much better, to be honest. You could see him get, hear him sorry, getting heated up. See him getting heated up as well, but then apart from the Celtic TV one, where it's like, I think they've got a, a young school kid in doing the interviews these days. <laughs> Have you heard him, man? Hi, hi Neil. How how was the game? <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was good. All right, okay. Um, how's the lads in the How's the lads in the room? Hi, everybody's good. Okay, that's great. <laughs> so, what? We just fucking drew Livingston's reserves. <laughs> and get what's going on, lads? Honestly, it's ah oh, just ah. Oh, as I say, I couldn't sleep last night because of the anger. But hey ho. <laughs> what 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 angered you the most? The performance, his interview afterwards. Where do uh, I make? Where do I make start? Um, the performance. Or, listen, I've I've seen worse this season. I must admit, I have seen worse. You know, we get two goals for a start, so that's something. Um, the defending for the first goal was shocking. 
Um, starting the substitutions as well. Bringing off Turnbull, bringing off Griffiths when you need a goal. I'm, I'm not. I'm not having the Griffiths as the fair argument again. Do you know what I mean? It's middle of January. Give a break. You know what I mean? Well, um, he had a break. <laughs> didn't, didn't, didn't they all? Oh, what angered me the most, probably. Like, I like. I think bringing off Turnbull as well. That really pissed me off. Um, Who did you bring t- on for Turnbull? Was it? I can't even remember. Should I? Um, Clamala come on for Griffiths. Um, Brown, Brown, I think it was coming for Turnbull. Because once I mean? again, there was excuse the pun. There was another blizzard of substitutions from Neil <laughs> Lennon, <laughs> and but, just you lose the plot. You're like, oh, come on, when did Mikey Johnson come on? Uh, I've <laughs> <laughs> got five subs. I better make them all in the next three minutes. Yeah, and Bill's wearing when it was two each, and you're going right. Please just give a free kick or something. We've got half a chance because Turnbull can have a free kick and Griffiths can have a free kick. And he took those two guys off. <laughs> I'm going, Who, who's, who's hitting the free kick? Because we know Christy can't cross the road. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So, uh, and then the defending for the goals as well. Again, big Duffy lying in the ground for the second goal. Lennon says he slipped. I don't care. Every goal somebody scores against us, he's in the deck. He's lying down. He's on the deck. Honestly. <laughs> I think, his, I think it was his Dubai, uh, Dubai pose lying next to the pool. <laughs> on the Neil McCann, on no, the Neil McCann warned, about, warned us about that on the radio, though, about the, what happens with these plastic pitches is a little... See those little bits of rubber you get on the plastic pitches? They can actually get in between your studs, and it can be a slip hazard. So, anyway, Neil, Neil McCann's just brilliant at keeping you informed, you know, of things that can happen when it starts snowing. What do you think, Stephen? <laughs> I was I was actually saying to Bertie last night, I think, um that Duffy, I think there's every single game he's always passed the ball out the pitch. He did it he tried a through ball last night as well, which was hilarious. And you're obviously willing him to, to complete the through ball and he just made an absolute mess of it. And I think it's it's going back to what Danny said before, he's he's move he's he's got strange movement, like the way he leaps about and sort of bounces around and I, I mean, he's he's just all over the place. The guy, like, he's a complete. I've never. He's so out of his depth, um, you know. And as Danny said earlier, it's the sort of Livingston second string. So, Stephen, really... your point of view, if you're playing at the back and that that first ball comes in from Livingston, and you're the dominant defender, I mean, do, do, do you ever get caught under that ball? It's not. There's not much to it. Duffy gets totally caught underneath. He doesn't really know what's going on. It's not Duffy's man. I know, but it's it, in that sort of scenario. See, if that's a Colin Henry or somebody. They're just clearing it. They're just clearing it. It doesn't really. It's as if they look around and it's just, just well. Maybe I suppose I'm with not. the def- defence, the obvious thing is that I know Beaton is a defender now. You know, everyone says he's a midfielder, but he's played, you know, thousands of games now as a defender. But they don't. There's no consistency. You know, of of approach like even when you know probably they weren't that great, but Caldwell and McManus together worked well. But we kept that same partnership. We've got no real. I don't think Beaton and Duffy are going to really sort of set the heather alight as a as a, a a partnership. But yeah, it's just chopping and changing. Ayer's got different positions. You know, he's like turning a Davy Hanna utility player. Um, what was so he doing? Just, up, what was he doing up front? What was Ayer doing up front? He just seemed well. He had he a shot. Through. I ran through oh, because we were on the break. Aye. And he should have scored, to be fair. Mm. Again, back to Big Duffy, sorry. Big Duffy's challenge for the first goal. For Lovey's first goal. He's right in front of the referee. He's dragging. The guy's going the other way, away from goal. And he's grabbing him by the shirt and pulling him back. Right in front of the referee. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? What are you doing? You know what I mean? Your man's gone absolutely nowhere. Um, and I don't know why Ayers playing right back as well when Fringpom's on the bench. Well, and the other, but the other thing about that was who was the best player against Livy at the weekend? The, the lad Ralston. Now, I, I I don't know if he's if he's up to anything, but what he did was put in a couple of good crosses that I saw, which is more than uh, Frimpong's done in the last six months. So, again, you look at the you look at the. The, the selection decisions that he makes, and it must, I mean, we're all baffled. What must the players be like? Do you know what I mean? They, I mean, it's pretty obvious from the outside that it's just a farce. Like, no one knows what's going on. 
I mean, no, no wonder we're throwing in performances like that. But, I mean, if you can have Christopher Ayer at centre half, well, you know, you're going to play him at centre half. If if someone like Ralston's come in and, and gave a decent account of himself against a stronger Livingston eleven, do you know what I mean? Like, uh, it's just baffling. And obviously, the young lad Welsh. I mean, why don't why aren't we just playing him? Why don't you give him a run? Because Shane Duffy is just not up to it. Yeah. Like, I mean, why don't I just give the, that guy a run? It's all—it's just all over the place. And Shane Duffy is also a lone player. Exactly. Like he's exactly. Not even, he's not even ours to cultivate. It's unbelievable. It really is. Um, but I mean, your heart sinks every time you see a Celtic team come out now, don't doesn't it? You're like, oh, what's he doing? They're like, what is? But I must be playing right back tonight. Oh, not again. You know, it's just. It's, it is, it's heartbreaking. It's fucking heartbreaking. <laughs> it is, it's torture. I mean, could you even tell me what was the formation last night? Were we like what four, four a diamond and what was El Yunusi just playing off the front? I mean, it's just, it's it's all over the place. It really is. El El Yunusi looks haunted, doesn't he? Just looks like a haunted man. And he's he doesn't even play for Celtic again. He's a lone player. Yeah. Exactly. It's bizarre. Too busy, the, too busy texting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's check the Rangers score. Check the Rangers score. Doesn't need to check, check Aberdeen score. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So my my overall opinion of the the game was, uh, Danny. I don't know if you used to play, but we used to play. Uh, we used to play in East Kilbride a lot. Remember the sevens. With the the net over the there was the sevens aside. I think that you might have played a couple of times with us. No, with the, with the net on the roof. The net and the roofs. We used to play every Sunday night in East Kilbride down beside the Rolls Royce. It's no longer there, but we just thought we were playing at like a different world. This was the Jetsons. It was like f- phenomenal football, and this net was over. So we used to play every every week against Chris Nelson's mob. Chris Nelson used to used to bring like Chris Nelson used to bring in like absolute ringers all the time. Anyway, that's for another podcast. But anyway, you used to turn up and East Kilbride is notoriously bad for being absolutely freezing, and it's, it always started snowing halfway during the game because the game was always on about half six. And last night when I was watching the snow come down, I just remembered that feeling of just standing there going, I need, I need to get myself a girlfriend. <laughs> I, need to, I need to get out of here. I mean. And you see Celtic players all just standing there freezing and they're just like, I think they probably all got girlfriends, but they're just like, we don't want to be here anymore. <laughs> and your man scores and they're just looking at each other and just like, oh, this is, you know what I mean? So, so Lennon on his, uh, Lennon in his post-match interview said, yeah, the first goal we let in was too easy. Mm-hmm. And then, oh, yeah, so th- thanks for that, Neil. Um, we played really well second half. Okay, right, that must have missed that. <laughs> it's, that was as good as we have played here, meaning the Tony Macaroni Stadium. So he knows himself, he's got this terrible record. There hasn't, I don't think he's ever won there as a manager, but no, he was quite yeah. happy. Because that was as good as he'd, one of his teams had ever played at the Tony Macaroni, and then I, I don't know if I, I turned, I don't know if I turned it off after he said Ryan slipped for their second goal. Ryan Christie slipped for their second goal. That's right, point. he did say that, and he I went. Made, uh, I mean, yeah, a powder puff challenge, and that has been be that has been generous. He exactly, he couldn't be bored. He didn't want to be there. He wanted subbed. And I, I don't know. He was hoping that he could like injure himself and and get and get taken off. Ryan slipped, and I mean, again, if that's what he thinks happened there, he went in thirty percent at most to try and win a ball, and we end up losing a goal. Every man in the dog could see that he just had to get right through that to power out the stand. Because if your man beat him to the boy, he was going down the wing. Every man, in, every man could see it. All he had to do was put his foot through it. Aye, put it over the five-seater stand into the fucking car park into the Almondville Centre. You know what I mean? <laughs> right into the Tony Macaroni. Right? <laughs> Starter. <laughs> um, so I, I mean, slipped. But, I mean, but he's then, the one now. I, really, I just want him gone. But, but did, did he not also say that we need a, a sense of perspective as well to, to stand back? And, but what sort of perspective yes. would you have, Mikey, then? <laughs> 
Well, I th- it has to be viewed, Stevie. You'll love this. Uh, has has to be viewed in the round, Stevie. Has to be viewed in the round. Um, apparently, we've won, obviously, a quadruple treble. And <laughs> actually, he, Neil Lennon said, "I, I've won a wee Freudian slip. I've won five trophies. How many? How many trophies you won? Five out of six. Yeah, I've won five out of six. Um, so yeah, the the rules of football don't apply. It's um. It's Neil Lennon needs to just be given infinite time to turn this around, even though he's never gonna, and it's been so obvious since August that he's not gonna. But yeah, that's that's. I liked the one last night that the Ross County manager had a a worse record than Lennon. He'd won is it eight out of twenty? Lennon's won seven out of twenty. Wasn't it good enough for Ross County? It's good enough for Selic. You know what I mean? And the board don't. You, I was fully. I was like, I wasn't expecting it to happen. To be honest, but when I woke up this morning, I, I was thought, like, I thought maybe, was. maybe there'll be something coming. Do you know what I mean? After that, surely to God. Nope. I, I've never. I mean, the only reason I listened to his interview yesterday after the game was because I really, really wanted him to say, "No, oh, yeah, that's it for me now." Because I believed that text message that you'd sent round, Paul. I think it was from your auntie Claire. Mm-hmm. That said, "Right, Lennon will have resigned." after the game and whatever John Kennedy's going to come in and be the director of football and, and Gavin Strachan's going to be the IT director whatever it was um, <laughs> he's going to be the tech guy the tech yeah, guy. Just, just get someone in right okay someone different um, and then obviously Eddie Howe's going to come in with his whole new team and and that's the only reason I listened to the interview and I just thought just say it go on please just, just say it say it no, but no no I'm not going anywhere he said I'm, I'm, a, I'm a fighter so I suppose he should have stopped it. I'm not going anywhere. Full stop. Because <laughs> we know that the other thing about Lennon is, is that he's, you know, where is his next step? Right? We know, the, you know, he's sort of a going soon, and he needs to be careful the way he's treating the media. I know he's getting, you know, he's getting wound up and stuff, but he's probably going to have to do a stint in BBC Scotland or something as an interim. He's not going to walk into another job, is he? I he's good. They like him. I don't think he's working at another football job, no. Um, but I think they like him down in, like, down in BBC, like chapels and all of that. You know, I think mm. he might, he might be have set his sights on, on sort of bigger fish. He, so he's not so interested about sitting alongside Mikey Stewart on sports scene or whatever. Um, but yeah, it think... was on the Champions League programs here all the time. So he was manager of Hibs. It was on the Champions League programs here all the time. I suppose you could probably do that with Selic as well since he's going to win the fucking Champions League but hey-ho. Um, but I mean, it was with Hibs, it was, it was on every week here. So I do obviously like him as a pundit, you know. Yeah. He's been around, obviously. But no, you're, I mean, he can't, he's, I mean, this having a go at John Hartson and all of that, he's not... Why did he do that? John Hartson's not well either. I mean, he's, he's kind of a genuine guy but... He hasn't. He's not. He has these troubles to seek the last six months, and yeah, and then he, he just spoke the truth, didn't he? And Lennon just went after him. Yeah, the guy. I mean, the I guy's got to. Yeah, I think you're right. The guy's got to eat, doesn't he? He's got to put food on the table, and then mm-hmm. that's his job, John Hartson. Now he's got to give his opinion, and you know, a bit off from Neil Lennon to say that, considering how long he's stuck by him, and Chris Sutton, you know, broke ranks before you know before Hartson. Yeah. Um, I mean, breaking. I don't like you're a football pundit, but I mean, it comes a stage where a Celtic manager with three draws after going on a trip to rejuvenate, forget about the COVID thing. The trip's big expense for us to be rejuvenated and go for the title. And after three draws, then there's nothing to say, really, isn't there? They're actually, that's the point, Mikey, that I've stopped listening because there actually is nothing to say. Now that's it. Like, Lennon's, it's, it's Lennon bingo now, he can say all his wee things, but there's actually nothing left. Just uh, f- finish it now. That, that was, that was now you're saying what, I, uh, what angered me, that's the other thing that did. When Brown done the press conference, was it two days ago, um, and Brown was sitting there saying how um, Dubai was really worthwhile and they, um, they practised so many different things, so many different formations, because uh, they love changing formation during a game if it's not working we try different tactics and different set ball situations and you're sitting watching that last night going where is all this practice 
or this time there. you've spent lying to that's what, where is it do you know what I mean right fair enough it was it was snowing but it was just snowing in Dubai but that doesn't make up for it and that, that's, that was one of the other things that really annoyed me just sitting watching this going he's fucking going on about this that and the next time you sit well, where is it He's you know what I mean? They're not bringing any a game. They're not bringing any a game. They're just, but they're spoofing his dad. Neil Lennon, Mikey Dowell sent the... No, no, did I send it to you? Mikey Dowell sent the Neil Lennon interview in Bolton. And the phraseology is precise. So Bolton of Basically, Lennon does well for three months in Bolton, then they start slipping. And Lennon's phrases, you could just pick, copy and paste, and drop the phrases in. And then you're looking at somebody now that's playing a football manager... And Scott Brown's playing a captain because really they've got nowhere to go, and that's what you do. You kid on to yourself and to, you think you can fool people. Like, but as Celtic fans, oh, Lennon's still a legend. As far as I'm concerned, they can can that as well because you can't do this. You just can't, it's just, you can't have Celtic in this position. It's, it's ridiculous. You keep checking the calendar, it's January. It's January, man. And it's the biggest season in years. Well, well it's a lifetime nearly. It's a big season in terms of. It's just it's a big season in terms of if they get the Champions League proper, and Stevie J stays with them, which might not happen. But if they do get a wee run, then that's money back in the coffers. They're looking at a few players there now, and they're no longer a joke. And who who who, who do we bring in? Like who do we trust to bring in? It's just everything's everything's. Falling apart, but it's still January. Football's, as Greavesy said, he was on the other day there in Air Sport or something, I was saying in Greavesy, and as Greavesy says, it's a funny old game. Like, football can change. Like, you just get other people in, you, you change it up. Like, football's Gen- not that, it's not that. You could you could go and give somebody a, a Connie, right? Right now, and say, we'll pay you three million quid to make us win the league. It could be anybody, you could get somebody in. And they're all right, right, take it. Big figurehead and they just drive. And they, they could run, they could get the points on the board. The other thing as well about the Dubai, which I, it totally went past me, when I was listening to the other guy, and they were saying, if we'd played our games while we were at Dubai, during that period, we could have our three games played. Points on the board. If, if we'd stopped there at Dubai, right? If we stopped at Dubai, came in and got... Billich or something like that just came in and spent big went big brought in Billich and said right or whoever went in and said right fixes you've got six months we'll give you three million quid cash in hand boom but your first game's on but you don't know what happens like football's funny these guys go on massive runs and you know it, it, it doesn't take much but you need to make a decision and right now there's no decision it's just you know I said that I said that last night it's a funny old game to my my dad's app for football but my analogy my, my sort of reasoning for using it was that it's a funny old game because Shane Duffy is probably the highest played player highest paid defender in Scotland and he's by far the worst footballer that Scotland has ever witnessed and it's a funny old game how you can be the worst at something by a country mile but absolutely terrible woeful player and Martin O'Neill has got to hang his head in shame for defending him at that Scottish Cup final. I mean, he was, that was it. He, should, he, he shouldn't have been paid. He shouldn't have taken the money for what he said about Duffy and how Duffy was great in the Wales game. Duffy is the most dreadful football player I've ever seen in my life. But it's a funny old game. He's getting paid more than anyone else. And the, the, one of the dads actually get back and he said, that, um, they don't normally get back, actually. It's not only like that tumbleweed. And, um, and it, <laughs> yeah, so... They said that it would be good if Frank Lampard joined Celtic. Oh, and one time, Frankie. No. no. I, I, I mean, I'm not. Yeah, no. No, but no. Going head to head with Stevie G. No. Do you know what? Do you know? See it. See it. Just keep it in context, though. Oh, here we it go. Here fun, we it, go. No, but it is a funny old game because, and I'm by the way, I'm not saying that I want Lennox there and like that, but um, you know, Stephen Stephen Gerrard was basically. On a losing, like you know, on a sackable losing run, you know, Rangers before that lockdown, Rangers fans, he was lucky. I'd, I'd mean, imagine a yeah. few of those Rangers, you know, a few Rangers fans would, a, a substantial number of Rangers fans actually would probably have wanted to get rid of him. Now, you know, fast forward ten months, 
oh, he's a, it's a second coming, you know what I mean? He's, he's brilliant. But just to your point, Paul, yeah, I mean, it, it can turn around really quickly. Um, I mean, it's, it's gone for us. Like, it's gone for Celtic now. It's but, not I gone, mean, but things can change quickly. Oh, it is. Come it's on. Not, it it's is. not gone in terms of, in terms of, if, it's not gone in terms of Celtic beat. I'm not talking about the league. What I'm talking about is that's why he's why Danny can't sleep at night. The reason why I'm not <laughs> listening to it is because Celtic are not even competing as a team. They're not competitive. Now, a manager worth his salt could make that team competitive. Then you start knocking down the games. That's all you've got to do. Get us competitive again. Like you take Duffy, you take a few players out, bring a few loan deals in from Britain, from uh, England. And then make the team competitive again. Like that, there's there's a difference. Then you see what happens. But three draws, three draws in the first three games. With it, with is is Betty saying showing us the undercarriage and there's no youth team there. It's a disgrace. But, but Paul, um, that I did. I, hear, I heard you say that, and I I just think all what you're saying there. Uh, I don't think it's fair to judge this season. We Leo Lennon is so bad. As a coach, okay. that that I don't think. I mean, I, Stephen Welsh might be a really good player. I, I don't know this guy Afolabi, Alofabi that we've got out at. Is it Dunfermline, something like that? Dundee. I mean, is it Dundee? I mean, who who knows? You know, to your point about having a good coach, mm-hmm. maybe we do have decent. Maybe we do have decent youth players. But I tell you, the man that will will not get will not let you know that, and that is Neil Lennon because I cannot think of a single player he's ever improved. Um, I mean, you, we've all talked about Frimpon before. It's like bought him. I mean, he, that boy's regressed under Neil Lennon. You know, he's 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 by far a worse player than when we signed him. Would not expect that. And you know, any kind of coach worth his salt, he should have kicked on that lad. And you know, I'm sure there'll be a few others like that. I'm not saying they're all going to be great, but I bet you there's a few that, that you could that could make a decent career at Celtic, but not under Neil Lennon. I, I just keep thinking about I I'm I, I suppose like I, I keep thinking about the Tommy Burns. I, I keep thinking that type of Celtic man a real Celtic man, that type of football he played and you think, geez, that type of person he's just not there anymore, but somebody that could just light a fire and say, Right guys, we're we're going for this. Let's, let's, I just want Celtic to compete. The, the morals of Dubai and the, all that stuff aside of being a poor poor role model and poor decision making and elitism, we've talked about that today. But I just want, I mean, really? No crowds, no nothing. You could, so a manager worth his salt, as you would say, would, if could set a light under it, then, then at least you'd watch it, Danny. At least you'd be like, okay, fine. Well, you, can see, yeah, you can see some structure and then you can see young players bombing forward. Celtic fans like that. And then forget about the league until we meet them again. And then you, you give it a good show on yourself. But at the moment, at the moment, I mean, jeez. Like, like, say, say, for instance, right, let's give you scenarios. If uh, Tommy Burns took the job tomorrow, if Tommy Burns was alive to the job, job tomorrow, would he light that team up? Yes. Martin O'Neill, if he took the job tomorrow, would he give it? Yes. Like, they give you something, just something, like leadership. And, uh, and Celtic, yes. Aye, so, something's went wrong. Do you know what I mean? We were playing last year and we were actually doing all right. Like the second half of last year, we were yeah. knocking, knocking them out the park. So, what has been the big change that's totally changed that? You know what I mean? We've we done a, a decent window. Everybody was quite happy with the players we brought in. Ellen Russi, Laxell, um, <laughs> Duffy, um, <laughs> one or two others. You know, everybody was really happy with the window. But it's it's just unbelievable what's happened and it's very hard to put the finger on it is it Lennon's coaching well if it is Lennon's coaching which I probably is let's be honest but what happened last year when now the second half of the season they came back through Dubai and ran rampant you know what I mean everybody's like brilliant excellent this is superb because Rangers were sniffing about now Rangers messed up as well as Martin says Martin did say Rangers lost the league but still need to win their games I asked yeah I think they just he I don't know. It's t- it's tough in it. Like he he came in at a point where he definitely made a difference to us, and there probably wasn't many other about to almost I mean, in an emergency come in. But I mean, I I've concluded that I think he just 
he spent after that first four months, he's kind of just wrung every last bit of that Brendan Rodgers sort of era out. And it's just like it's it's went dry now and they've realised, nah, like, you're not good. You know what I mean? Like, you, we're just not getting the quality of coaching that that, that we need. Um, like, I bet, and I'm not saying that oh, I want, you should 100% get the job or whatever, but I bet you that, I bet you if Eddie Howe came in, right, for example, someone who, who you know, is a, is a proper a coach, just, Paul, what you said, I bet you he would, you would just get that team playing. You like you wouldn't believe the lift that that would give those players. That's my, what they need. My, what they need. Yeah. my concern is the fact that sorry, Danny, but my concern is that the the is that there'll be a transition. When you we spoke about all the loan players and some players regressing. So even if someone comes in. I don't think Martin O'Neill, I think Martin O'Neill's gone now as a manager. I don't think he would lift it. He might, might do it for a game. No, sorry, I was, I think just that, to clarify, Stephen, I was talking about Martin O'Neill back then. If that type of manager come on, sorry, on you go, Stephen. I, I don't even think like someone like Roy Keane, I think Roy Keane would come up with, they've, they've banded his name around. I think it would be that game against Clyde again when it was like, whoa, what, that's not Roy Keane that we've signed. That's an imposter. Um, I don't think he would work either. I, I, I'm concerned and that there, there will be a slump even if we get the best manager since sliced bread in because we've got such fr- you know, fragile setup. We've got loan players, we've got players that regressed, um, we've not got a youth team. So where are we going to get the actual players to sort of a, get, get the foundation to, to drive on? And that's the concern. I mean, the interesting thing, I think Sutton picked up in it in his Daily Record column, he said, oh, we need to get Scott Brown for another year. I don't think that's the solution. But he was sort of a saying because, you know, there's not really anyone anyone there in the in, in the club. The other thing is as well is when we had a look at the board and, you know, everyone says sack the board and it's like, well, okay, right, well, let's go a bit deeper than that. Like, who's on the board? And, you know, Celtic are supposed to be as I was talking to a few people before coming on the pod and they were saying it's supposed to be this global brand now and the people on the board aren't global they're definitely I mean Peter and I'm going to say his name right this time Peter Lawwell um, he used to work for Clyde Port I think it was um, you know and his I mean his ship sailed isn't it um, way <laughs> well done <laughs> some well done Shh. and you- on that note <laughs> did, you, did you read that off your, your auto cue or something? Did you? Been <laughs> sitting oh. silent for the last 25 minutes for that gap. I did actually quite like that one. <laughs> you used to, used to live together, so you've got like. <laughs> so, Steve, Stephen, are you going to expand on the board thing, or was that all purely just to make that joke? No, I was, I was going to expand on it without, without a doubt. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to edit I'm going to edit the joke out obviously <laughs> I mean, it wasn't the, the top class Mikey you know I mean? that's, that's what big brothers do wouldn't expect anything less look I, I will like, I will sort of some of the non-executive um, directors I won't obviously name names due to the, they've been on the podcast and it's going out to a global um, audience sure. just like Celtic should be you know non-executive I think they worked in Dobie's Garden Centre um, <laughs> Aris McCall's, John Menzies, and Lowell obviously was 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 down. You know the shipyards, you know the the batten batten hatches and ships in the Clyde and all that sort of stuff. The Bobby Evans and that Billy Conley sketch in the centenary. The reason why when they turned round and they couldn't see who it was because he didn't exist. Billy Conley <laughs> made that story up when he was at the games and someone shouting, Bobby, uh, the ship's in the Clyde, bang the hatches, fog on. That didn't happen, Billy. You're, you're, just, you're just lying to us all. But yet, the, the board, we need someone in the board who's got a bit of media savvy about them, maybe worked at Nike or Adidas or something, global brand. We don't have that. I mean, and it's very evident. The chairman, I think he's a, he's a whiskey guy. We're, we're a global brand, we're a local board. Nice. Oof, nice, nice. Um, Nice. Oh, um, just, just for the, just for the audience sake, Dan Devaney's stood up, and now he's looking out the window. <laughs> he's just like, <laughs> Steve, he's like, what is Stephen doing? I mean, twenty stories up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, well, uh, yeah. Uh,
I don't know if that's. Yeah, I mean that that might that might be a big part of it. But they say that is it Dermot Desmond's son is going to basically come on the board now. Isn't that a bit sort of North Korean esque? <laughs> well, the thing is, Dermot Desmond owns what like thirty five percent of the shares. He's just he's not even. You know, it's not like he owns the club. He's just a, he's the majority shareholder. But I, I mean, he seems to basically. I mean, Law gets a lot of stacks, but he just he just does Dermot Desmond's bidding for him. That's all he does. You know, I mean, he just keeps things ticking over. So maybe it's about time people started asking more questions about Dermot Desmond. And I, well, if his answer is my son's going to take over, I bet he's got. I don't know. Is, is the whole is that is that the whole point of the Celtic Trust to try and get money in to buy more shares to try and take over the club? Is that the whole point of them? Yeah, but I mean, yeah, I must say it's not my it's not my speciality subject. But I, I mean, everything that everything that as far as I'm aware, I, I'm not a Celtic shareholder. But basically, every <gasps> every sorry, did I say that out loud? I've got I've got a brick in the stadium though, and uh, the, there's a bench in uh, the Gallagate with my name on it and stuff like that. And anyway, um, <laughs> it's. That was my that was magic marker, but Mikey. I was going to say know, that. it was Tipex. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, every every resolution passes like ninety nine percent in favour. So there can't be any. There's no dissenting voices on the that our shareholders put it that way. So you're going to need a hell of a lot of money to have any sort of influence. I would uh, I would imagine. Plus you're going to need someone that wants to sell their shares. So. It kind of feels like that's a bit of a cul-de-sac that they're going up, but I, maybe I'm wrong with that. But the, the whole thing about PLC is you can't sack the board. It's a kind of, it's a bit of a non-starter, you know. They can sack themselves, but you, you're you not going to sack them unless you've got, you know, hundreds of millions of pounds. Yeah. Just, a, just elaborating, sorry, on that, the point on the, the, the marketing thing, you know, the, the, some of Celtic's um, posts on Twitter, so the, the one, I think, earlier in the week, they showed you them getting ready for Livingston. So they're doing their stuff and um, really amateur. And then there's a guy spraying one of the, you know, the football mannequins that they have and he's sanitizing it and, and rubbing it and they, they focus <laughs> in on it. And you're just like, no, you know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's just really silly stuff, you know? Sanitizing a mannequin? They also had, they also I, the, the, I the, did. The mannequin, did that's they? the name of the free kick. Can, thing, I, get you know, that, they... can I get that job? No. Anybody? Send my CV to A guy had the job yesterday at um, Biden's inauguration. I don't know if you saw that. A guy just kept sanitizing the stand after every time somebody <laughs> sang or spoke at it. That was that guy's yeah. job for the day. He went through a full packet of wet wipes. Is that like it? You know, Good Friday Mass, the folk that are always coming to clean the cross after you kiss it. Sort of thing. Oh, you know, no more kissing the cross or well, drinking wine. Thing of the past, that in it. Thing of the past. Jeez. I put my hand up. I never, I never drank the wine after that. I just decided just to give that a buy. Well, I, I didn't know. See with the wine, because I'm, I'm obviously a celiac. I've come out and told okay. everyone this. Uh, yeah, uh, come out of the closet and basically. Cheers. Well, I am not a club shareholder. Um, it's, it's emotional. I think Brian. I think Bertie owns shares. If I'm, if I'm, if I'm I've being... got shares. I'm a major shares. Did you shares. get them when they first get launched? No, the second time. Do you vote in the AGM then? Do you? Are they not aye. right one? Oh, you do. Yeah, yeah. I they send you through the papers. Yeah. Well, what? What am I? But well, what? So. Is it easy then? Could you? You're on. You're on. You're what's known as a non-shareholder. <laughs> <laughs> it's getting a bit technical, lads. A bit technical. <laughs> no, but that, you know. Can, can we call you a non-shareholder from now on? Is your a celiac non-shareholder? You, know? <laughs> <laughs> you can sit. You sit in the south stand. <laughs> I told you, Dan Devaney's Dan Devaney's a heavy hitter, Mikey. You've got to. I'm sitting here. I'm sitting here pontificating about whether you know shareholders can vote in resolutions, and you've got a shareholder here. How am I supposed to know? I'm full that is, but, but, but you're right, Mikey. But like my vote is minuscule compared yeah. to the guy who has got um, thousands upon thousands of shares. You know, I've got I've got so many thousands of shares, but there's guys who have got millions of shares who have got obviously their votes stronger than mine so um, there's thousands of people like me with small amounts of shares but 
um, it doesn't matter because if the big guys are voting the right way, you're never going to get near it. Yeah. Unfortunately. So. Um, going back to like the Bo Brandon thing, like obviously it worked years ago because now they brought in Nakamura and it kicked off in Japan and then it kind of fell away when they brought in Chaduri and Dubi for now the Chinese Chinese lads and now it worked. There was like sports clubs and that opened up. I don't know if they're still there, but um, I wonder if the people that. Whoever was instrumental in that is still there, or have they left? Because you're right, we don't really see. We uh-huh. don't have that sort of sort of strategic view anymore. If we ever did, um, no, let me just go to Motherwell and pick up Turnbull. I <laughs> <laughs> tried to pick up McGinn, but we're too tight. Um, I always liked mean? it when we when we Brian Quinn was the chairman. I liked that, and but he had a bit of he had a bit of kind of backing to him. He, you know, what I mean, he was. It was like ex Bank England governor and stuff like that. He was properly well connected, but I mean, again, I don't know how much difference that made, kind of, on the park. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure we John Reed as well. What was John Reed? Yeah, he was high up in the government, wasn't he? Yeah, Secretary so, of State or something, or Home Secretary. Or... He was. He was Home Secretary. I think uh, Ian, Ian Livingston as well, the BT. Yeah, so we did, and that Adam Crozier wanted to. Be, so I mean. <laughs> I don't know. It's definitely it's got too comfy there, to, both on the coaching side and at the board side. But I mean, you know how, like I say, the PLC aren't going to sack themselves. Yeah, maybe you get a new chief executive, but really, what I mean, if it is Dermot Desmond's son, you know, difference is that going to make really? You know, I, I don't know. So what's but, it? What's the scenario then? The scenario is money, isn't it? So money talks. So if we're, if we're looking just now, the governments are saying March time, March, maybe mid-April. There is no way 50,000, 60,000 people are going back to Parkhead soon. So, yeah. and as long as this goes on, I mean, we've all talking to people. I mean, Bertie's raging. There's so many people are so annoyed and so disappointed with it. And if you're getting 650 quid leaving your account every month or every, every year, and you maybe... You know what I mean? You've got COVID payments, you've got such... Like, is, this is a perfect storm for season tickets to... Because where's the emotional... You, you can't play the emotional strings when you've shown you don't really care for the last two months. You get my drift, you can't really say, get behind us, the Celtic family's all one and all that. Because as Betty pointed out at the weekend, like, we're not all together. You guys on Dubai and we're all sitting... Sitting, can you go to, sh- go to the shops once? But you're fear to go to the shops and all that. No, I mean, they're all out. They, 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 once you lose that sort of, that sort of, that sort of will, then does that? How much money does that turn into in terms of negativity for the club? But there is, is a Steve? weird. Yeah, you go. No, I was just going to say there's a weird kind of contradiction at the minute that, like Lennon in his post-match interview last night saying, "No, I think we do. We really miss. We miss the fans. You know." You know, and Law kind of alluded to that as well. You know, maybe us more than ever, or more than anyone. You know, we we miss the fans, and we really need the fans to help us. But then the flip side of that is the the Celtic fans are going absolutely off their nut, and you won't even you know you won't even release a statement to try and appease them. You kind of put barriers up outside the ground. So it's I there's a like I say it's very contradictory behaviour. You either really want us us as fans, and you want to keep us sweet, or you well, you need you need to do that, and you're not. So I don't. From their point of view, it's it, I don't know. How, it's a dead end for them as well. Why are they pursuing this strategy? It's madness. Well, what has Lennon got on them that they're holding on to him? Is it going on, or they just don't want to pay off the rest of his salary? It, it it has to be the money because I doubt he's got anything on them. But he might have. Who knows? But. That's what I think is it's the willing to pay the money. Like I don't know how much he's due if he goes the new, but. I don't know how much of these websites are are truthful. I mean, I did. I found some website that said Lennon was on like two point. <laughs> so, so I, uh, <laughs> website. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. But, you know, like one of these football, whatever it is, transfer market or whatever, and that had all the the wages of the of the managers lined up, and it said that Lennon was on like two and a half million a year. I mean, that is that's scandalous if he is for a start. Um, if that's true, I can see why Lennon's holding on. But given that we, you know, have have spunked 
three million on bio. I don't see why. I don't see what would be holding them back. Just paying off a year in Neil Lennon's contract. That uh, so yeah, I don't really know. I'm none. I'm none the wiser. Maybe Neil Lennon does have pictures of Peter Lowell and compromising positions. <laughs> That's it. He, he must have something because. Yeah. Everybody's just screaming it for me, and it's, it's not as if the board can say, "Oh, we don't know about it," or "We don't look at social media." The lads outside the stadium, they're putting, as you say, they're putting up the barriers. It's clear as day that everybody's so pissed off. Not just now, months ago. Yeah, you know what I mean, after the Sparta Prague game, I keep saying that after the Sparta Prague game was the bar went right. Yeah, I'm a Glennon man, but you need to go, mate. That game's yeah. a bogey. Yeah, and he's still there. It's... And he, the thing is, he has to know that people say, "Oh, he's not daft," and. You know, he's an intelligent guy. Um, he's a Celtic man. Well, he's got to know that 4-1 against Sparta Prague at home is, is a sackable offence. Again, so, a Sparta Prague reserve team. Yeah. Probably. It's, you know, so uh, there's, there's something that doesn't quite, something that doesn't add up with the whole thing. Um, how he's still got his job. Really doesn't. It's, um, yeah. And the other thing, the, the other thing is the, the, um, they've got a supporter liaison officer. I don't know if you know it. Celtic, yeah, yeah. And uh, but like, he's going into battle for like he's basically on Twitter telling like Celtic fans are going to him to say what is going on, and he says, "Oh no, we are. This review is happening. Like it's a rolling review." So he's actually come out and sort of said that. So there's no way that he, you know, there's no way he's doing that without someone higher up saying, "Yeah." Like let that be known that we are having this review. So, I thought, do they do the board view that as acceptable? I will we'll just tell the the SLO as he's called to go and to go and like convey that message to Twitter. That's I mean that's amateur hour. That that's really really poor. But they have no. to tell. But they have to if they're doing that, then they have to tell us what happens with the review. I mean, it's there's what nine days of January to go. To just say, well, okay, well, we've viewed him. He's 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 doing well, doing well for us. Bombs but you, I, mean, <laughs> you know I mean, I mean, obviously, glass half full. It's they're they're basically working on a replacement, and they just they just want all the kind of ducks to be aligned or whatever the phrase is before they say, right, here we go, right, Lennon's out, and we've got someone in. That's obviously what I hope is the case. Here's a thing: when Lennon leaves, the logistics of it. Is he going to do a, a Tommy Burns? I mean, I, I thought it was sad when Tommy Burns left. I always feel sad when a Celtic manager goes, you know, it, it just, I don't know why, but I, I don't think I'll feel it with, with Lennon going. Do you think he'll leave out the front door? Uh, aye, will there be a fanfare? No. Well, that's it's a big risk if he does leave out the front front door. I don't, I, honestly, I don't care. I mean, nobody's going to be there anyway, you know, it's, you know what I mean? He's going to leave and that's it. And I, 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 you're right. I think his bridges have been burned. I, I mean, aye, that's it. I, I liked him as a player. I really did, and I always looked out for him, like at Hibs and stuff. And I thought, so in fairness to him, I thought he'd done all right at Hibs. I thought he'd done well, in fact. He did. Um, but this is just, this is just getting ridiculous. Like, it's really, really. I don't know, but now it's almost. I mean, hearing, reading stuff. Oh, it's a shame for Lennon. You know, you can't. The barrage of abuse he's getting. Well, he he can take himself out of the firing line mm-hmm. if he wants. So it's not as if, you know, he's being held at that held in that position against his will. He can leave. He is quite free to leave now. It's another debate as to whether the board should sack him. But I mean. The, the rule, like I said before, the rules don't change because it's Neil Lennon. The, the rules in football are you go on a bad run of results, you're getting, you're getting a sack or you leave, you know, and that doesn't change. I don't care about, you know, well, all the excuses. You're difference. right, Mickey. It, it doesn't care who you are. I mean, it is bad results. Are that. Results it, are get, get you the it, points and the points win the league. So you're not getting the results. You're not getting the points. The fans aren't going to be happy. It doesn't matter who you are, you're right. But let's spin it back, Mikey, then. right? So it comes up on Monday or Tuesday. He's got, I don't know, 20 years plus experience to deal with the media. He kind of knows... I mean, he knows that Raman's going to ask him a question straight away. He knows that Jackson's going to ask him a question. He knows exactly what's going to be asked. Why not just stand there and say, look, 
like I'd, I'd have more credit for Neil Lennon if he just turned up, stood up and said, look, I was really trying my best. I really thought bringing him to Dubai, we thought we'd done everything right and it's just fallen apart. We've just, it just didn't, I'm really trying guys. I mean, I'm really, I'm trying to get this team together. There's been ups and downs, but I'm really trying to put, I thought Dubai would be a chance to, to cement something and push on, but it, it just, it's went badly wrong. I put my hands up. I'm really sorry. And then say, I'm not taking any more questions, guys. For Livingston, it's all guns ahead. I'm leading from the front. I mean, he doesn't need to, he doesn't need to answer questions. He doesn't need to go on a 20 minute rant. He just yeah. says, look, guys, I'm really sorry here. My CEO has already apologised for it. I'd like to say, look, it was my fault because I, I pushed for it. But my genuine desire was to make Celtic great again. <laughs> hey, you know what I mean? But the point is, the point is, if he does, they did that, then I'd be like, right, fine, we'll get behind you, Neil. One last push. Mm-hmm. Neil Livingston, then let's, let's see what happens. But he didn't. He started talking about buses and three people on buses and why are they, why are they after us? No, Neil, yeah. Neil, Neil, you're a millionaire. There is no us. You're a football manager, football player, multi-millionaire at this stage, unless you bought you bought film rights or film issue tax things. There is no us. You know what I mean? There is no us at that stage either. You just apologise, eat humble pie, and say, right, I'm going to get the guys going again, and hopefully all the changes we made in Dubai we can get going. But he didn't. He's, he's talking about us. Like I don't understand that. Is there a? It's a 2021 anti. I mean, maybe 1985 or something like that, the 1990s, but Scotland's a different country. I mean, nobody's going out mm-hmm. there. Celtic are just giving them opportunities to absolutely slap them down. And we should never be, a, a, a real company should never give you that. You should be sitting there going, what's the pluses, what's the negatives, right? If this goes wrong, what do we do? We take Neil at the fire line. I mean, all these things are, these, these things should be, as you say, the PR, Stephen, should be sitting down and you work out exactly what you're doing. And Lennon, if he's a, if that type of, if he wants to say he's a Celtic man, then I think a Celtic man should just say, right, enough's enough. Right, yeah. I think he's just coming to breaking point, and it's just been it's, it's been it's, that bad this year from from the from the outset, from ball and goal, like, to get put out of the Champions League, to get put out of the Europa League, to be, and it's just all building up, building up, building up. Okay. Maybe he's just been left in his Todd now at Celtic. Maybe they're just like, I'm gonna, I'm maybe, gonna they, maybe they've oh, said to him, you need just, to go, just, and he's like, I'm not going. No, but here, I'm giving well, you. Well, that's what I think. That's what I think, Danny, yeah. and I, I think that's why that PR guy came in and basically did that during that, because it was just like, just do anything you can oh. to almost like, okay, so knock him off. That, that's no nice, but... No. I'll, give you a, I'll give you a scenario, right? You've all seen the video. Uh, Billy McNeil has beat, beat Rangers, and he's standing talking, and Terry Butcher boots the door, right? Billy McNeil was a really good, really good media person. But Billy McNeil says something like that. That shows you what it means to them. But McNeil doesn't drop a doesn't drop a beat in that interview. That hell's breaking out of Celtic Park. Rangers are going nuts. I mean, the whole place is going bananas. But a real Celtic legend doesn't drop a beat. In you would say the cauldron of the game. That's the worst interview to do. Just after a game where it's Celtic Rangers, a proper old firm game. You've got Rangers captain kicking the door down. You can hear it behind him, but Neil doesn't lose it. He keeps his ethos and he keeps his composure. And then Neil, what do you call it? The the, the interview on Tuesday is pre-planned, prepared. And he loses his cool for 20 minutes or loses his foreseeable cool or or, 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 or presents he's losing his cool. But if you look at Neil, go back and look at that interview. He doesn't lose a beat. He just... He knows what it's to be to be a Celtic person and the, the p- people he's talking to at that time. Even though that wasn't a good Celtic team either, but we beat them that day and Rangers weren't happy. Celtic season alive and a game that keeps Celtic season alive. Yes, I think it was a game we were entitled to win, Rob. We wanted to win it, uh, but equally we wanted to play well. We did play well. Uh, and when we were against the course in the second half, we never looked at losing a goal. I'm delighted for the boys because this victory is down to them. They wanted this. They wanted this victory, and they've got it. I hope it's a good night. They responded terrifically well, and it was a terrific team performance. Uh, it was a superb team performance. You can see the frustration that Rangers feel uh, just at this particular minute. But uh, we're delighted. They can see what they want. We were the better side on the day, and I think we're entitled to win. Paul Elliott was man of the match. Would you agree with that? Absolutely magnificent. Paul's obviously had his he's had his critique at different times, but I felt it was superb today. I'm obviously a team full of superb players. Yeah, yeah. Emily, thanks very much. Yeah. 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 Uh, Neil, 
Neil Lennon has got so, so many levers better now than those days. So many things to pull, so much money, so much... Nobody else went to Dubai. He's got so many other things, but still they're telling us that we're being victimised and all that. You're like, Neil, come on. If it's 2.2 million or it's 1.2 or 100,000, a million quid, that's enough to be take the victimhood in the head and say, right, let's do something about it. Let's man up here. And I, I just think it's kind of sad, you know? Yeah, it is a bit sad. Know. It is a bit sad. And I just don't think he's got the character, you know, to be the manager of Celtic then. If you are going to compare him to someone like Billy McNeil, you know, he's that performance, like you say, on Monday, Tuesday or whenever it was, he had two weeks to prepare for that interview and that's kind of what he got. Well, yeah, sorry, you're, you're just not up to the job no. and you're kind of displaying it to everyone. That's uh, basically it. So I think, well, Danny's got to, Danny's going down the pier tonight, so why not see him again? Sorry, yeah. <laughs> Danny's going, going down long, the pier. Walk, I'm, lo- I'm going for a long walk off a short pier. <laughs> Go for a walk. So I wish you... Can I just say quickly, just what Barca's, Barca's, is any, any Barca's chat? Just try like, <laughs> crush it in there maybe 30 seconds. Is his English improving, Danny, or Mikey, has he, has he made a save yet? Or? Someone told me he had made a save, apparently he made a save from a Shane Duffy header last night, but I must have missed it. <laughs> <laughs> it was during the blizzard. Well, somebody put up a stat last night saying he's never, he's never made um, a save from a shot. But then, d- then down at the bottom of the same stats, it says he's got the fourth worst um, saving save record in the league. I'm like, well, if he's got the fourth worst and he's never saved a shot, how does that work? It just shows you the crap you read online. You're going, what the? People just battering out random facts that they're making up in their head. He's never saved a shot, but he's the fourth worst in the league. I'm like, sure he's the worst then. Um, I, like, I like him. So that I think he's good. I think he'll come good, Danny. You're right. I mean. Danny's a proper yeah. sell it, man. He just he's gonna he's gonna come. Duffy's gonna come good. I still think we'll win the league. There you go. Should really have, should really have played Hazard last night, to be honest. But I know. Like he's just he must just sit there like, what am I doing here? Hazard a half decent game against Livingston at Celtic uh, Park. And he I mean? saves things as well. I mean Yeah, he did make a good few saves. It's good that it's a good trait to have in a goalkeeper that Save it, boy. Saving oh. things. Yeah, well, okay, we'll finish up tonight, but it, just to, to conclude, I was going to say, yeah, that's. Uh, I don't know if that's how true that is, but what is true, just to conclude, my celiac coming out, quite an emotional time for us to do it, and is that they, in the the wine, so the wine's gluten-free, I can't have the host, they whack a, a host in the wine, so that's why I had the wine, and then I was like, you know, taking aback a wee bit, because they, they, they lob in a, a host, which I didn't know about, I don't even know why that, that happens. But anyway, well, you do. The priest does that with his, didn't he? You always see him. He, he, he does that with his fingers, and the the the, the horse goes into the the wine. I'm sure they do that with their fingers. You can't really yeah, see no, what they're right. doing. Right. Do it's only him that drinks it, though. He doesn't. It doesn't get passed round after yeah. that. That's just. He just. That's. He downs that one. That's his lunch. <laughs> yeah. You, you see him, he does that. He, he takes a wee sip and he goes like, ah. <laughs> and he cleans it all and then he gets a gets a cheap one from underneath the table and pees it to everybody else. What, yeah. see, he's can't... just downed a 400-year-old bottle of fucking red Chauvin <laughs> Blanc. Because he's got an 80-year-old granny that's going to have got a confession <laughs> after it and tell him all his sins that she's done. Even though she was in she was in two days ago. But the, see, you can't be a Sylvia, you can be a priest then. Is that what we've really got to now? Because you can't be. I thought there was a gluten, gluten-free host, though. Yeah, they're expensive. They'll, they'll cost the money for the parish, yeah, don't they? They cost the cash, yeah. They cost. It's Sweet. also quite stressful as well, because what they do is they give you, the, you've got to go up and say the gluten-free host, and then they never really understand. And then some of the times they've, they've put it in with all the other hosts, so like it sort of defeats the purpose a little bit, and then I you're know, standing it's... there, <laughs> you're standing, over, and you're standing there, just you know, and everyone in the church is looking at you, you know, and, and you've not got any trousers on. Anyway, it's <laughs> Stevie, why, why don't you just why don't you just turn up the next time with like one of those ice cream cones, and it will be fine. Just have make your own host. <laughs> so what happens? You get you get the wrong host. And then you've got your kids sitting. Do you just do you just have to run run home to the toilet and leave your kids? Do you just run off like your Benny Elves sketch? Leave, leave, your fishing nets, uh, 
upon the shore. <laughs> Somebody look after my kids. I've got a bit of emergency. Just run home and run back. And fo follow me. Leave them in the uh, crash. Anyway, I think. I mean, maybe by the time the next podcast is on, we'll have a we'll have a new Celtic manager. Um, so there we go. So that's that's still be better then, Danny. Yes, no, no, Same no, manager, no chance. No. He's gone nowhere. He's gone nowhere. So, Danny, as long as you stay on that pier. <laughs> yeah. Just fun the Coast Guard for us in half an hour, will we? <laughs> <laughs> on, that, on that bombshell, that's us. So, thanks, Daniel, for turning up and uh, good luck in the pier. Good. Enjoy your swim tonight. Stephen, Bye. good luck with your, your hosts. And Mikey Dahl, you, you did well tonight, Michael, again. Okay. Thanks a lot. Yeah, you're a your fan's favourite. People will love you. Why can't, what, where's my love? I mean, and, uh, guys, thanks a lot for listening to us because we get really good, uh, really good listening shit. People are listening, and I'm trying to see if I can do a Celtic quiz for the weekend as well. Because uh, it was only one, two, was in only one, two in a row. Make it all. So you'll thanks. Never get ten. You'll never get ten. <laughs> so, so I appreciate it, everybody. Thanks, guys, and then enjoy the rest of your your week. Okay, doc. Take care. Bye, bye. Bye. Good night. Cheers. Way, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm obviously a celiac. I've come out and told everyone this. I'm a, yeah, I come out of the closet and basically. Way, <laughs> <laughs> you can sit. You sit in the south stand. <laughs>